Hey Guardians, I'm Cornholio and I am the host of the Destiny Show podcast and you're listening to the Download Weekly Gaming News Podcast. Robots Radio presents Rated M for Mature. Welcome back, everybody, to the Download Weekly Gaming News. We are here. My name is Jameson. And my name is Brenna. And we've been pretty much dicking around the last hour and a half getting oh ready to God. record for this. Yeah, I mean, it's it was we went down some serious holes in this. It's so all your fault. You know, I'm going to take full responsibility on this one. I came into this one running real red hot, so we'll see how how well that translates. I appreciate I appreciate you holding yourself accountable. For now. <laughs> uh anyway, so we're we're mixing things up again. So we had uh as always website up and running. Go check it out. Good stuff on there as well as like notes and things like that. Uh we're doing some cool stuff on there. So this week, if you didn't if you aren't one of our special members, uh, then you didn't see the video post of our conversation with Boris uh, earlier in the week talking about PlayStation 5 on the website. If you want to go watch it, you still can. It's still up there. But so we had Boris, a.k.a. Cornholio from the Destiny Show podcast and the Creator's Edge uh, podcast on, and we talked PlayStation 5. So because it's kind of the biggest story, that's going to come first, and then we're just going to give you all the news uh but before we dive into that we are sponsored you can help support the show in one of many ways by spot you know helping us out you know we have some links uh we're sponsored by loot crate gamefly green man gaming and nordvpn all of those services you get really cool stuff and it helps us out i think uh so loot crate you know, mystery box service. They have boxes for everybody. They actually just partnered with another big company, and I can't remember who it is off the top of my head. But, I can't either. Uh, use the link, use the code, you get 15% off, you get a bunch of cool stuff in a mystery box, and we get some of your glorious support. Gamefly is a game subscription service uh, where they mail you games, or I guess give you digital downloads. I don't know how it probably still mail you games unless you got that PlayStation digital version, PlayStation five digital. That could be a big issue for you, but uh, you get two months for the price of one. And again, it supports us. Green man gaming is a game sales site. You can buy games on there, usually at a cheaper price, much like humble bundle. And you just use our link and we just get a little bit portion of the games that you buy. And then NordVPN is probably one of the premier VPN services out there. Uh, you can sign up for 68% off with our link for two years. Pretty great. So I really want this Rick and Morty one. I can't do a I can't do a pickle Rick voice. A pickle Rick! Yeah, no, <laughs> I try and do the the little downward facing lip thing. It cracks me up. Anyways. So with all of that advertising out of the way, we are going to go ahead and dive straight into our chat room with Boris from the Destiny Show podcast. 
Hey everybody, welcome back to the chat room. This week we are joined once again by Boris, aka Cornholio, from the Destiny Show podcast and the Creator Show podcast. Welcome, Boris. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me on. It's a pleasure. And we're still what an exciting time to be on the podcast. You know? Yeah, we're uh, we're doing some big things, and uh, some big things happened today. We had the PlayStation 5 showcase event, and so we're just going to hone in on that today. So it was, oh, it was a lot of stuff, and at the same time, it wasn't. Uh, but we're going to start by talking about some of the games. We got to see some new trailers for brand new games that uh, haven't been announced yet, and we got to see a little bit more of some pre-existing titles. Um, so was there any, before we kind of list off, I'll list off some of the games that, uh, were shown and then we can kind of dive into specific ones. So we got a, uh, full trailer reveal with some gameplay footage and cinematics of Final Fantasy 16, which was very exciting. Uh, right at the end, they dropped us a little teaser of God of War 2 Ragnarok. So two big, uh, flagstones in the PlayStation uh, family coming out next year that's super exciting to see uh we got to see some more of spider-man uh miles morales which is coming out this holiday also kind of out of the blue harry potter game uh that was super unexpected set in the 1800s i'm i'm cautiously cautiously optimistic i'm interested to see how they'll work out the spell casting uh, we got to see another trailer for Resident Evil Village. Still looking very, very spooky. I don't know if I'll be able to handle that one. Uh, we got some more Black Ops Cold War gameplay. They showed us some single player. Uh, it's Call of Duty. You know what to expect there. We also got to see some Demon Souls gameplay, which, uh, man, that looks super pretty. Uh, Deathloop, they kind of gave us a release window for that, even after they uh, delayed it earlier this year. So we're looking at that maybe late spring uh, next year. They showed us some more Oddworld. We got to see a new Five Nights at Freddy's because, you know, people asked for that. Uh, a Devil May Cry 5 special edition for PlayStation 5. Uh, Fortnite update because, again, we asked for that. And then a whole bunch of big changes coming to PlayStation Plus. So that was kind of a lot that I just listed off. But uh, was there anything that jumped out to you guys? I'll uh, open it up to either one of you first. Any particular game that was uh, really grabbed your attention? I'm going to let the guests oh, go first, so, I guess. Uh, well, let's say for me, I'm, I'm excited to play the new Final Fantasy game. And I'm a big Resident Evil fan. So for me... Those two games are definitely games that I will be playing at some point in the not too distant future, hopefully. I, uh, I'm, it's pretty hit or miss for me on Final Fantasy. I did enjoy Final Fantasy 15, uh, and I'm a big fan of their MMO Final Fantasy 14. But uh, I gotta say, 16 looked really good, and I like that it's going back to more of the game's uh, medieval roots, for lack of a better term. It looks, it almost to me, it looks like a cross between Final Fantasy 14 and 15. So that was super cool. And, you know, Resident Evil's been a, a mainstay, and this just looks, Village just absolutely terrifying. I don't know. I don't know if I'll be able to handle that. What about you, Brenna? Um, you know, I don't really play uh, any Final Fantasy. Resident Evil, same thing. I love horror games. I love to be support 
for someone who else who is playing them and just kind of observe that and then scream. But um, I guess Harry Potter is going to be the one for me because I love the series and it looks kind of badass. I'm not going to lie. So it's set in the 1600s. 18. So it's before. Oh, sorry. 1800s. Why did I do that? Um, 1800s before obviously Harry Potter was there and a lot of the main characters, but the way they kind of show scenes that happened in the movie, it was really cool. Like you fight an ogre, which obviously happens in the first one. And so they do little uh, homages to the series, but it looks kind of dark. Like it doesn't look like a PG rated game. It looks like there's actual monsters in there and they look, they look kind of menacing. So I'm really happy to see that. Plus, it looks beautiful. It did. It did look very nice. I'm just, you know, like when you think of Harry Potter, you think of all the spell casting that you can do. And I'm, I'm just, you know, on a PC, I can see how maybe you can make that a little bit easier to work. You have more real estate to work with. But uh, I'm curious to see how they're going to pull that off on uh, the console. You know, it'll probably end up being how uh, Inquisition was where you have like another trigger system. So you have your set through your, um, you know, symbols, and then you have uh, the back trigger that allows you to open up another menu of eight spells. That's not a lot, but at least if you can customize which ones you put in each pocket, you know, that might work. I can also see them pulling something kind of like the Witcher with, uh, with their spell casting. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, for that's me... a good comparison. Oh yeah. Yeah. Um, for me, I gotta say my my two my my biggest favorite is uh, the Demon Souls remake. I am kind of a late entry into the the Souls franchise. Um, Dark Souls Two was my first one, and that was incredibly difficult. I then played Dark Souls Three, much more user friendly, while still maintaining that level of difficulty, and I absolutely love that. So I'm excited to kind of go full circle having played all the other Souls games and now come back to Demon Souls. And I'm lucky enough that I get to play it, you know, in brand new glorious 4K and remastered. But uh, otherwise, I'm also really looking forward to the Spider-Man game. Um, you know, this is my first PlayStation period that I'll be having. So I'm a lot of exclusives to catch up on. That's for sure. Did you, uh, Boris, play the first Spider-Man? Well, the first one they they recently did. So I have it right. I I think I got it last year, and I have not had a chance to play. I'll be honest with you. Um, I spend way too much time playing Destiny, and I feel like there's always something to do. So it's like between my Nintendo Switch and my PlayStation and everything else I have, I don't get a chance to play too often. Um, I play a lot of beat saber on my playstation that's that's been my workout during the covid Very nice. i what's, absolutely love beat saber what's your uh what's your main system would you say oh man pc, PC hands okay. down i mean pc is pretty much where i do most of my gaming today and it's probably going to remain that way moving forward you know even when ps5 comes out and xbox series x comes out I feel like for me, I mean, being able to have a computer that's that much more powerful and, you know, that's where I have most of my games now. So it, it makes a lot of sense. Very cool. 
Very but cool. there well, are exclusives, right? Like there are games like Spider-Man and God of War, and it's like I want to play those games too. Yeah, Ghost of Tsushima is really up there for oh. me. I'm I'm really excited to play that. Uh, that came out earlier this year. Uh, the Last of Us never played any of those. Bloodborne, which is a Souls, it's the same from software. Uh, so I've definitely got a lot of catching up to yeah. do. God of War. See, I have. You know, Bloodborne, Uncharted was an exclusive. Enough. Uncharted. Yeah. Uncharted. Yeah. Yeah, that was it's a great series, even though it's a little bit older. Um, yeah, I, I'm definitely going to end up paying like $500 just so I can play Ghosts and have like a really cool Blu-ray player. That's, there you go. I use it. I use my PlayStation now for Blu-rays, and that's pretty much it. Well, hey, speaking of pre-orders, you know, they came out earlier today. That pretty was... Much, I mean, they, I've got to say, the so they announced the price... At the end of the show, everyone pretty much sat through an hour long conference of trailers, just waiting for price and date, which they showed us right at the end. So $4.99 for the uh, disc version and $3.99 for the digital, pretty on par with what people expected, uh, which is, you know, a solid price. And they didn't say anything about pre-orders during the show afterwards about 15 minutes-ish later, they they just dropped a tweet saying pre-orders tomorrow. And then ever since then, it's just been an absolute mess. Um, you messaged me saying that you got your pre-order pretty, uh, pretty soon after the conference. Uh, Walmart pre-orders went live. They sold out in five minutes. I can't believe. Was it we were five minutes? It was five minutes. Oh, man. So I have a funny story about how I was able to get mine. Let's hear it. Do we have time? Okay. Um, so my buddy, Shadow Price, who's my co-host on the Destiny show, he called me and he's like, hey, pre-orders are up. So I go on Walmart and he's like, oh, but it's only the digital one. And I look up and Wario64 tweeted out, it's available for the fiscal one. And it was literally at that second, right? So as soon as he tweeted it out, add to cart, and it glitched out for about like four or five minutes for me but i just kept just trying f5 mm -hmm. kept trying and finally got my order in and i'm like holy shit i was so excited can i say that yes no you can okay i'm i'm, I'm not okay cool um so yeah so yes. i was like really you're, excited you're just like that day when i got my galler horn okay it's that kind of excitement dude i was <laughs> i was pretty stoked because you know what i can sleep tonight i don't have to stay up i can Go to work tomorrow, and I'll be like, I'm, I'm ready for work, and I'm awake, and I'm not suffering by having to be up till two in the morning, playing the game of try to get this freaking console. So I'm, I'm happy. I got my, four ninety nine with Blu-ray, edition. So um, I'll be getting that from Walmart. Hopefully they come through. Shoutouts. And yeah. yeah, that was that was my experience. And now I just gotta wait for my graphics card and my xbox and then we'll we'll be good we'll be good yeah you you're gonna have it all but uh yeah it so it went live on walmart just out of the blue after they said tomorrow and then just like one after another other places pre-orders started going live target already went live i'm pretty sure best best buy already went live two after target i got an email so it turned out to be tomorrow just into all the companies kind of whenever they wanted uh i I was going to wait, uh, but I I ended up pulling pulling the trigger on one. 
I did. I'm glad you got one. You did I'm glad it. You got one. That's, that's awesome. Oh. I had I had Bye. it refreshing, and I was waiting wow. for notifications, and then uh, I saw Target had it right as uh, you messaged me, Boris, and so I just clicked. Nice. I just got in, and it's like, oh, well, you need to make an account. I'm like, oh god. Yeah, so I just I got uh, the time. Just clicked, 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 and yeah, I managed uh, managed to get one. So again, yeah, fingers crossed they actually come through. <laughs> um, Great. But uh, yeah, I'm pretty excited for it. Again, awesome, I have. Dude. Well, that's exciting. Yeah, we'll have to we'll have to add each other on the uh, PlayStation. And, uh, when for we sure. Get Jameson, you're gonna have to add that's me true. now. That's true. Actually, do you remember Boris when you first became a PSN member? Man, that was so long ago. Oh man. I have like a. I have like a trophy, I think, for however long. I've been a member for a really long time because it's... actually I started playing. Well, I started on Xbox, but then two years after I moved to PlayStation because I was frustrated with the party system. Uh, that's another story. But um, so, yeah, so I've been uh, with PlayStation for, oh, man, it's been like six, seven years now. It's been a, been a minute. You know what? I think I think I'm gonna one up you, cause I'm pretty sure it's been nine oh, wow. years for me. You are hardcore. Oh man. Okay. Yeah. Cause I yeah, that's crazy. That's kind of insane for you me. Know actually, what, I've actually been a PlayStation PSN member for three years. Okay. Okay. When the why how and why who did you sign up when did you sign up and why? I was why? at my cousins and we were going to. Uh, I can't remember what we were doing, but I ha I needed to to make an account for something that we were doing, and so it was probably like Jackbox I or think something, it was some Jackbox, party game. So I ended up making the account there, and I don't even I couldn't even remember what uh, I don't even know what my PSN name is. Like I can't even I couldn't tell you, but uh, I just kind of it's probably something like Florida Man. I think I think it was my I think it was the same as my email. I think it's just Lord Marksman, which uh, you know mm -hmm. I'll have to change that. It needs to be. Uh, I hear about I, those names. Oh goodness, Florida we don't Man to, and Lord. We don't need to talk about my uh, my <laughs> usernames. I've had a lot. Uh, they all have oh, a man. story behind them too. So maybe we'll do it one day I on like, the Destiny show. Maybe. <laughs> I like your Edge Lord one. No, listen, like we're not gonna too. we're not gonna go down this path right now. Um, so pre-orders are pretty much sold out everywhere. Uh. There has been a PlayStation has denied that they are going to be short units uh, for spring of next year. But despite the story coming from Bloomberg, coming from a manufacturing source. So it'll be curious to see what happens and how quickly they restock uh, with each wave. And it's going to be just an absolutely insane holiday period because it's all coming out two weeks before Black Friday. But the biggest question now everyone is asking is how does PlayStation at launch, which comes out two days after Xbox, how does it compare to Xbox? Because at the moment, neither game really has launch titles. I think Ratchet and Clank is the is the only launch title currently for PlayStation 5. Uh, and Assassin's Creed Valhalla moved up their release date to coincide with Xbox, though they aren't an exclusive they're at least a big day one title for people. So that's the big question people are asking. Um, 
you know, I'm not a console war person. I think, you know, you get whatever, whatever works best for you. PlayStation just works best for me because I have everything else on my PC. And thanks to Xbox integrating with PC, I will honestly never need to buy an Xbox again. Um, but uh, what are your guys' thoughts on uh, day one launch and just uh, upcoming games? Um, I mean, so my, my thing is everything that has released recently has said that they were going to be backwards compatible with the PS5 or you were going to get free upgrades or all these other things. So, I mean, everything that would have launched with it as its title has already come out. There just aren't any games really. So I don't know that it matters. I These games are still pretty new. You know, Ghost came out not too long ago, so. And Cyberpunk is coming out. Oh, good Lord. I'm so excited for Cyberpunk. Cyberpunk is going to be probably game of the year. I mean, that's, let's face it. Yeah. That that's our is, vote. Yeah. That's, that's the game I'm really excited to play. And it's actually pretty cool because we will be able to play it on PS5 and Xbox Series X and pc yeah yeah i will definitely be playing it on pc that's for sure but yeah, um, i think i will too especially if you get that uh 3080 all set up new, Oof. Yeah. Oh, man, i can't wait when is that coming out because i need to make sure that i don't miss out i'm pretty sure it went live on monday no. but i didn't i didn't see no, any don't say that i didn't see don't. any posts though they announced it when they revealed it, but there was no posts. Uh, there was no posts about them, hmm. like selling it. So let's see. Uh, I'm just doing a quick, quick scan. It look, it looked, it looks like that might be tonight. I don't know how many. I mean, they might sell out. It's a decent price for the lower end ones, for the thirty, um, thirty seventy. I mean, five hundred dollars is not bad. Oh, it looks like it's tomorrow, the seventeenth. Okay, starting on the seventeenth. Okay. Oh man, I'm so excited. Oh, okay. So I am gonna have to stay up. Wow. I'm really happy that we found out that it's gonna be tomorrow, which is like in a few hours. So okay, this is good. <laughs> yeah, it says uh, yeah, Best Buy release date nine seventeen. So I'm sure that's the same on Amazon and uh, Nvidia and all that. Or uh, Founders Edition. God, it looks so pretty. Ooh. Although, okay. Boris, if if you're uh, starting from scratch and getting new supplies, you got to be careful. We're having a shortage on power supplies, so look that up now. Okay, so I actually, I'm gonna be, I'm probably gonna be good because I went a little overboard with my power supply and really everything else on my computer. I have like top of the line everything pretty much i have a 750 watt so i think i'll be okay. pretty okay and i'm not switching out my cpu because i have a i7 7700k which i can still overclock it you know yeah. so i think i'll be all right i think i'm, yeah, I I'm think, pretty excited about this i think 750 is their recommended for the for the 380 so i think you're probably good uh, yeah, it's definitely going to be quite a intense holiday gaming season. Um, I had something else that I was I wanted to say, but uh, I can't uh, 
you know, blown out of the brain. But uh, yeah, man, Let's it's uh, go ahead, Brian. No, nothing. Uh, I think they recovered pretty much everything. I mean, release date is two days after Xbox and yeah, I mean, it took us long to finally tell us about it. All right. How about this? What is the one thing on here, excluding Call of Duty, because we already know that you don't care about that, um, that you didn't really care to see? I mean, the Fortnite one is, is speaks for itself. But uh, otherwise, I'd probably say the Five Nights at Freddy's, because who asked for another Five Nights at Freddy's? I don't even know. I mean, that was a decently popular game, but I didn't for a second one. I didn't think so. So I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna fire off here. I think that any any game that was a smaller game that wouldn't be like wow this is like a huge huge game, it should not have been at that event because I think that this event is too important for Sony and for PlayStation to not get it right. So I think every single game that we saw during that event should have been blowing your mind. We should have seen Cyberpunk. We should have seen incredible, incredible games that make you think like, wow, what I am playing now is nothing compared to what I'm going to experience this November. And to be perfectly honest with you, I didn't feel that. I felt the Spider-Man game felt like it was just a short game that they had to rush to put out for launch. So in that sense, it was a little disappointing because I think it was a huge opportunity that was kind of missed. Um, but it was really cool to see some of the games that we did see. So, Yeah, that was pretty much my thoughts exactly, is that there was no real wow factor. Everyone was just sitting there for the price. A lot of it was stuff we'd already seen before. Uh, sure, they you know showed us cool stuff, but there could have there could have been more and there should have been more gameplay. So one thing Jamie and I have been kind of talking about on the show is the fact that there are so many game shows now without E3 that all these companies are doing just every few weeks they're doing a huge launch and giving us a tidbit here and there and I don't know I feel like that devalued this launch right because we didn't get that punch there was we already had so many little bits of information and it gets so diluted i don't know what are your feelings on that boris um that's a good point i I think that for me and and from a marketing standpoint i think it's important to have one centralized event where you can build a lot of excitement and hype around it because i think just them putting out a trailer once in the blue moon it doesn't always create enough traction for them you know and i think that it's been a tough year especially from the development standpoint and i think that sony had to make a really tough decision do we come out with this console now with the limited games that we can launch from the start or do we push back the release and they obviously went with the monetization option here and that's why pre-orders are live right do you think that as consumers, people just didn't buy new games and were waiting for the PlayStation 5 because that's kind of where I was and why I didn't get an upgraded PlayStation or just, you know, buy these games because I was waiting for the new consoles to drop. Yeah, we, we knew that it was coming. I don't think that there was anything major that was really released in the last, I would say, three, four months. I mean, 
Ghosts of Tsushima was one of them, and you know, uh, The Last of Us Part Two, which was a little controversial, right? So they didn't have that many big releases to begin with, and I also think we're living in a really unique time where people want to be entertained, you know, and people aren't going out, people aren't spending money on going to restaurants as much or going out to the bars. So naturally, you have more disposable income to buy video games, and that's why Nintendo is crushing it right now with, uh, what's that game? Animal, Animal Crossing. Pro. There yep. we go. Yeah, you're you're 100% right. Well, this has been a excellent discussion, uh, apart from me losing my train of thought there. So, uh, Boris, before we take off, tell us a little bit about what you've got cooking on both of your shows now. you got two shows. And uh, let everyone know again where they can uh, where they can find you in the interwebs. Well, you know, we don't have two shows yet. I'm still developing it each and every day as I go along. So I'm learning and developing as I go. But I'm hoping to launch it in January or sometime before then. It's a new podcast called Creator's Edge. And it's going to be an interview podcast with uh, some of the coolest and some of the smartest marketers and business minds in the world so i'm really excited about that and um i have another podcast that i may be starting as well called the creator school and that came from the desire to really help people start a podcast and get out there and do something that's a little daring and to put themselves out there and do something cool so stay tuned it's, it's gonna it's gonna be really exciting very cool, very cool. And I know you've been doing big things with the Destiny show that you recently hit your 50th episode and you had on Glad, who's probably one of the one of the largest Destiny streamers. So that's quite a quite a milestone for you as well. Yeah, you know, we're you know, I'm really proud of what we do with the Destiny show and that's kind of my passion project. It's something that, you know, was my first podcast. It was my baby. So, it's something that I think developed into a podcast for the community where we can showcase content creators big and small where we give everybody the opportunity to be seen and be heard and we get a chance to share their stories without any limits right we we go pretty long we can go three hours and i don't mind it and if that's what it takes to really bring out what this guest is all about then um that's what it's all about and i'm really excited about that and we're going to have some really amazing guests coming up, too. We're going to have Dan Finity from Planet Destiny on tomorrow. So make sure to check it out. Destinyshow.com and twitch.tv slash the Destiny Show. And we got very new graphics, too. So Very, very cool. Well, again, thank you very much for uh, coming on and joining us. And like uh, he mentioned, he's the Destiny Show. You can find him on uh, Instagram and Twitter. You can also find his podcast wherever you listen. Uh, thank you again so much, Boris, for joining us tonight. Thanks so much for having me on. And we're back. We had a really good conversation with Boris. Um, I'm not going to say ended up it. being much quicker. Yeah, I was going to say, are you going to do it or not? No. Ended up being much quicker than I thought it would. Uh, Boris is notorious for having three-hour-long conversations on his podcast. Yeah, he, he's a good guy. He does... He's you very, did it. He's very, I did do it. Damn it. He's very passionate. Uh, and so that, that comes across when he, uh, when you're speaking to him, that he will, he will talk for a while about the subject he's very passionate about. And as do we, we tend to ramble quite often. 
Don't um, lump me in with you. We ramble. This guy. This is a team effort right here. Take this some accountability. I'll take accountability for the fact that I do about 30% of work, if that. That's generous. I appreciate that. That's generous. That. Yeah. I appreciate you being accountable. What is... <laughs> I, don't, I don't know if I'm comfortable with how accountable you're being right now. I know, right? I feel like there's something bad coming. It's like I, one of those I do. things where I watch. I do. You're not. You're not a sharer. So this is this is disconcerting. It has nothing to do with uh, nothing to do. It definitely never has not. anything to do because you're not a sharer. I've been with you no. several times when we've done many things. <laughs> I'm not. a locked box. Anyway, yeah, box. <laughs> <laughs> moving on. Uh, so we had a great discussion about the PlayStation five event, uh, but there was a couple more stories that we wanted to kind of follow up on after there's been kind of this lurking rumor, uh, that the PS five will not meet their manufacturing targets, uh, for 2021, that they're going to fall 4 million units short. Uh, Sony has come out and adamantly denied that and even stated that they are increasing their manufacturing targets due to demand by what 10 million i think yeah 10 million, 10 million units so bloomberg originally came out with the article and sony then said that they never released any information about manufacturing and their units and they doubled down and said that we are actually projected to have 10 million units which is more than they said well, that they were of going course to have. they didn't release any it was a source coming from one of their manufacturing centers but again, it's a lot of speculation. It's a lot of he said, she said. The only thing that's actually going to matter is if the consoles get into the hands of gamers that want them. I mean, that's already a problem right now. Yes. Yes, it certainly has been. Uh, what's what's the word of the episode? Kerfuffle? Kerfuffle? I can't. This first broken promises. God, Lord. Uh, yeah, a writer used kerfuffle to talk about PS5 and their he releases. He very upset. Just the whole, so, whole article. Very upset. Everything. So mad. Good lord. Um, so I guess one of the things that this person was salty about was the fact that PlayStation talked about exclusive titles that will be coming out with the PlayStation 5. And then later, PlayStation said this is all going to be compatible with PlayStation 4. So like Miles Morales the new Spider-Man uh, game, and then Horizon Forbidden West also will be playable on PlayStation 4. Yeah, they'll be releasing PlayStation 4 versions of the game and PlayStation 5 versions of the game, which, you know, as a company, you can never just do, when you upgrade products, you can never just do a hard end. You know, you can't just yeah. simply cut people off who are using the old stuff. You've got to, you've got to wean it out. Now them saying that they plan to support the PS4 for another two to three years. That's a bit long uh, when we're talking, like, games. You know, It is. That, and that puts Think quite about a, a game that came out three years ago. Yeah, that puts quite a strain on developers when they have to de develop simultaneously for two vastly different systems right. in, terms of, in terms of console specs. In terms of PC specs, that's a whole different level now. Um, I mean, yeah. Anyone that remote, anyone that remotely ever thought 
that this generation of consoles was going to be close to PC specs. First off, you're wrong. Console will never get close to PC specs. <laughs> That's you're just wrong. you're just with you're the just, 3000 series coming out. Oh my god, you're well, so even, wrong. Even before that, you were just delusional. There was never yeah. at any point that a console would be able to compete with a PC. But I... yes, now with the 3000 series out, like oof. Oof. Get out of here. I love I love people do stupid stuff on PC. They like really just do. dumb. Just like running programs, like running Crisis 10 times over on like a nitro cooled PC. Like they dumped liquid nitrogen into a coolant unit to cool down the the CPU and the GPU so that they could run Crisis on like five different applications. Cuz they can. Because we can. So, yeah, this guy was just really salty. Overall, I would say that the PlayStation event, it was nothing special. Uh, And the term that seems to be going around, not just for Sony, but for Xbox as well, is that both Microsoft, is that both Microsoft and Sony have failed to sell next gen. Do they even need to? It's next gen. They don't have to put any effort into it. People are going to buy it. People are going to buy it, but I think people are quickly going to realize that they could have waited. Oh, yeah. I mean, I'm not buying. I mean, and that's that's what that's what for the podcast, Brenna. That's right. But also, I have never owned a PlayStation before. I am not an existing PlayStation customer. So I have a whole backlog of games. So this is just this is a whole new avenue of video games for me that I'm entering into. So yes, the PlayStation 5 specifically did not sell me. PlayStation itself sold me. Right. All the previous titles that are on PlayStation 4 that you will get to play on PlayStation 5, like Last of Us, like God of War, like all the major titles. Yes, Bloodborne, all of it. Yeah. That's what... Uncharted. For. You gotta play Uncharted. It's such a good Maybe. game. Maybe we'll see. It's good. It's a puzzle game. It's good. Anyway. I need to start writing down the games because I keep forgetting ones. Like Days Don't Gone. Worry. Like Days I Gone is one that I always forget. I have that. Do you? So I won't. Yeah, I do actually. It's good. Yeah. Uh. So yeah, I totally agree. There's really nothing at launch that says buy these, especially since they're all going to be available on PlayStation. Your, your current gen. Yeah, well, and and they are going to be for the next two years, is what they said. Two to three, yeah. So, two to three years. I mean, if you want to run it in the pretty, pretty 4K, or they say 4K rendered or upscaled. Yeah, we're going to... We'll see. We'll see. And I love people that get, uh, you know, this beautiful new console, and they get this great game that's rendered beautifully, and then they have, like... This crappy hundred dollar TV that right. can't even run the graphics that it's outputting. I'm I'm and not gonna lie, the games are going to look really great on console. They'll look better than any other console. But whenever they're always like, oh, you know, 4K, it's like, okay, no, I and have cut- a twelve hundred dollar cell phone. I have a twelve hundred dollar computer. These can barely run 4k the phone definitely can but the computer barely oh, can yeah. and you're telling me on a 400 machine you're gonna bring me 4k like, like or 
Okay, son. Cook. Shh. Don't. No. Don't, you know what's still making me mad is that $200 SSD. Hit the it's, blind It's F. for the Series X. Just, you need to chill out about that. I can't get over it. Who pays $200? Are you? Anyways. Overall. So, overall, the PlayStation 5 is, you know, I think it's going to be fine. I, I think, think so, too. I mean, if we can deal with everyone buying the crap out of these all these bots and whatnot yeah and that's that's an issue that's not just uh exclusive to playstation it's it's happened with nvidia and we're going to talk about that in a minute but sony apologized uh which is you know sony rarely apologizes about anything so they apologized about uh the pre-order kerfuffle and i love kerfuffle now it is and so they they took to twitter and they said, uh, let's be honest, PS5 pre-orders could have been a lot smoother. We apologize for that. Over the next few days, we will release more PlayStation 5 consoles for pre-order. Retailers will share more details and more PS5s will be available through the end of the year. That was the right thing they needed to say because it was a mess. They forgot to include the pre-order date, uh, time, all that info in their presentation that they had to tweet that after the fact. And then... About an hour after that, Walmart was just like, F you, man. Pre-orders are live now. It's open season. May the odds be ever in your favor. Yeah. And then pretty much everyone else was like, well, if Walmart's doing it, you know, hell yeah, man, I'm in. I don't know why. I just you went full Joe Dirt on me. Hell yeah, brother. Yeah. Oh my god! So losing it, it already. Yeah, it was it kerfuffle. Appropriate word. That's that's appropriate for this. Charlie Foxtrot, yeah. also pretty appropriate. Yeah, and I love the response—not direct response from Microsoft—that they very politely said, "We're releasing on this date at 9 a.m. on all retailers." Very like, okay, they screwed up real bad, and we're not going to do that. Which Microsoft, ever since they announced their pre-order date, they've always been pretty on top of it. But this was just another way for them to hammer in the point that it's like, it's going to be clean and orderly. This ain't going to be no PlayStation 5 pre-order kerfuffle, like Wild wild West over here. Hey, man, we're shooting the Wild West. Yeah, I mean, I love Sony because I've had Sony and PlayStation for a while. But honestly, they've dropped the ball quite a bit in the last few months, just on a lot of, I mean, on exclusive titles, on the PlayStation 5, on not releasing information. It's just, I love them, and I don't want to not love them. And so, right now, Microsoft is, honestly, I never thought I would say this, I'm starting to like Microsoft more than I like Sony. Just just the way that they're turning. Yeah, especially since Sony, with this generation, they double down on traditional consoles. Like they are Which not. Is fine they are for me. But yeah, but what my my point is is they doubled down on traditional consoles. They are not expanding. They are not diversifying their brand. They are all in on this. And for them to mishandle it the way they did is not exactly. Good. Yeah. Whereas Microsoft can afford the mishandle because they are they are expanding Xbox into the PC. Xbox right. is now beyond console. Xbox is cloud gaming. Xbox is Game Pass, Xbox is PC, Xbox is yeah. console. It's not just I, console anymore. 
there and the funny thing is because honestly it seems like they don't give a shit i cussed whatever they don't care about the shape of this console they don't care about really making that big of a deal about their console and in in not caring so much about it and just here it is this is what we're doing they're doing better than playstation playstation 5 is also the largest console ever made it's absolutely massive and i understand why people don't think it looks good whatever and they kind of messed up the pre-orders and a lot of other things and so yeah so i mean microsoft doesn't seem like they I'm, care too much i'm ready to good. install my sony tower of sauron hey man if you want to print out you know a I'm, sauron not, I'm, not, I'm not here for the microsoft fridge it really is it's but it's, it's a block size, it's only the size of a banana i'm sorry what you oh the remember? width of a banana length. i remember that length length of a banana yeah that was like the that. greatest post ever is people like man it's like the size of a fridge and they just casually posted a picture of it next to a banana like <laughs> you know there's some like intern the dumb intern at microsoft was like let's put it next to a banana and they're like great idea <laughs> anyway moving along so nvidia also had a rocky launch uh for their 380 graphics card and uh pretty much there it led to people speculating that were the cards even offered for sale because there was such a difficult people had such a difficult time getting their hands on them uh there was there's plenty of videos out there of the nvidia store going live and literally in less than one millisecond like less than one frame the it went from unavailable because it hasn't gone on sale yet to sold out like people just couldn't click and so it turned out that nvidia among with many other retailers including newegg were just hit by a massive wave of scalpers and bots that bought up all of the stock so nvidia has issued a statement saying you know they're super sorry about that that they were overwhelmed uh the, their store was overwhelmed by these bots and scalpers the scalpers are all over you know trying to sell their system their cards that they haven't even yet received yet but because they have the order for the item they're just going to turn around and so uh nvidia newegg and other retailers are manually reviewing all the orders and canceling any order that isn't legit uh that they they don't identify as a legitimate customer which is great that's exactly what you need to do when you have a kerfuffle like that uh, and people, gamers who are frustrated with the scalpers on eBay have taken to trying to drown out their uh, listings by posting fake listings. So where like they're posting, like they're drawing like really terrible drawings of the console yeah. or they're posting like, I saw one where they drew, they wrote 380 on a piece of toilet, like a, a toilet paper. Okay. <laughs> like, so they're trying to like hide the listing so people don't buy them. And then uh, one gamer even took it to the next level to I where he this. created bots that would go and drive the price up to exorbitant amounts. Cause some of these are selling for like $6,000. The starting price for some of them are $1,700, which is a thousand dollars more than it actually costs. Yeah. And so, and you know, 
part of the, you know, someone's people say part of the problem is that people are willing to pay the $1,700 for the $700 card. Well, yeah, that's because they can't buy the $700 card when it goes on sale. So their only option is left to buy from these scalpers. Uh, so people have gone to the extent of putting in either using bots or doing it themselves of driving up the bidding on the scalpers to exorbitant prices. So one, no one will actually buy them. And two, once the bidding expires, they just don't, you know. They don't pay. Yeah. they Because just... it's a bot and it's just a random account. And who cares if that gets messed up? And so when it doesn't get bought, then they have to, the person has to close the listing and relist it and start all over again. So they're just, they're doing whatever they can to annoy these scalpers and prevent them from actually completing Making orders. Sales, yeah. Which is... I mean, that's some Robin Hood type stuff, and you are doing noble service out there. Indeed. Yeah, I can't stand this, and PlayStation did have a little bit of trouble, and they tried to stop this by saying only one household could buy from you know each retailer, but then obviously you can buy it from multiple retailers, and they had the issue of people buying it from Target, from Walmart, from Best Buy, you know, from all these other companies and then being able to sell them well especially it's when, just you front so much money too. yeah and especially when all the order all the pre-orders didn't go live at the same time made it real easy for people to sit there and be like all right done with walmart who's next and just wait and see but um those are the type of people that approach you just like you didn't ask at all but they just start talking to you about the stock market <laughs> And they're like, hey, man, like, look, you need to invest right now because I did. Look, I just made two grand. I'm standing here. I made money. Are you making money? And you're like, bro, I don't know who you are and you need to get out of my face. Uh, so the big test will be when the 3090 launches this week on September 24th. If NVIDIA has learned anything uh, from last time and if they've added CAPTCHA to their uh, order system. So, you know. Fingers crossed they block the bots. Um, with that, we're going to go ahead and uh, plug along to some of our smaller stories. I think we'll probably go through this actually pretty quickly. Uh, so the Fall Guys developers have uh, quietly initiated over the last like month. Uh, it's now become a lie. It's now... Uh, Get your words, Jameson. It's now come out. But they quietly uh, slipped in a cheater's island, they called it. But basically, anytime they identified a cheater and they didn't necessarily ban them from the game, they just designated to them their own little specific queue. So it was all the cheaters playing against each other in little <laughs> games, which is the great way to uh, to deal with it. That they, they it. Their goal was to teach them that cheating isn't fun by pairing them up against other cheaters i must have been the stupidest games right like how i, I wonder how many games it took them to realize that they were in lobbies with nothing but other cheaters yeah i mean i would hope pretty quick as soon as you know the gun goes off everyone just flies across the damn map right uh ea released a uh little cgi uh short called hunted which is meant to be like a prequel to the uh, upcoming game Star Wars Squadrons. And I gotta say, it was a pretty cool little uh, little video. It's not like a trailer or anything. It's literally just like a little mini movie 
and uh, I'm gonna look great. It looks so good. I, I know been, so many people. I've been saying I'm this sorry. for years. That you need years. one, another one. I know that they could just make a Star Wars animated show of this kind of video quality. No one would complain. No one would be upset. It looks so good, and I'm not kidding. I mean, I have friends. Actually, most of my friends don't play video games, which is a little bit unfortunate. But I'll be watching things sometimes or looking at a trailer and they look over my shoulder. They're like, oh, what movie is that? I'm all, this is a video game trailer. And it just looks so freaking real. It, I can't, the graphics, the reflection, things like that, it looks so good. Yeah, it just, it always makes me sad, though, because the trailers are always so much better than the yeah i mean because they spend a ton of money on rendering this you know six minute seven minute trailer or yeah. short film uh ea is also rebranding uh their pc uh image so they are uh they're done with origin why they ever started with origin to begin with i don't know so now it's just going to be called the ea desktop app which it should just be called the ea app like why do you need to throw desktop in there uh, I just it doesn't make any sense. And additionally, they are rebranding uh, Origin. Uh, Origin will now replace its uh, Origin's even going away. So it's now like their uh, the EA uh, what is it the Origin Access that it used to be is now just EA Play or EA Play Pro. The Whatchamacallits yeah. and the the Whatchama things. See, I can't even keep their names straight. So it's a good thing they're simplifying it all. Uh, this was probably one of the most exciting pieces of news this week, at least for, for I want us. To shake the crap out of my microphone. It's so hard not to cuss right now. <laughs> well, tell us about it. The greatest place on earth. Disneyland is not the happiest place on earth. I will tell you right here and right now, Ikea is the happiest place on earth. And if you want to fight me on this, I am ready to go. You get yourself. A venti iced coffee from Starbucks, and you tell me that walking into this place is not the happiest place on earth for that? You're wrong. Totally wrong. And Asus has decided to pair up with IKEA to create things and, and give us more gaming equipment. Desks, chairs, probably, desk accessories. Could you imagine the amount of accessories? Gaming geared furniture to bring victories from the bedroom to the basement. I'm so, I can't. I don't like Everything, that. I don't either. That's a little suggestive. I'm very, I'm not sure I'm very about excited it. about this pair-up. Uh, and I, IKEA itself is wonderful. It's when you get IKEA home that it becomes much less wonderful when you have you to know, do the setup. I've built far too many IKEA things. Like you get far pretty, you too do many. get pretty good at it once you've done yeah. a few. I really don't. You know what, though? I bought an island, like an you know, this giant, not giant, it's a decent sized butcher block island. And that was by far the hardest thing because it had moving parts, drawers and stuff. Ooh, yeah, no. But I, I'm, I can't wait for this. I hope they have accessories for cables because I had to walk over to Target and get some picture frame kit, whatever, and like nail things into the bottom of my thing you know, desk and use picture wire frames and random sleeves. Like it's, I mean, it looks clean. I'm going to say so myself, but I mean, 
I would love for it to be a lot more streamlined and I could just go to Ikea and buy this and not have to get a million things off of Amazon. You need you need to use more words with peas. Are you making fun of me? You were you were doing lots of plosives as all. So I could hear the plosives, so I was making fun. Yes. It made me think that we probably need to get you a little uh uh little cover thing. I need a lot. IKEA, would you please make a cover for Yeti? I'm excited just that yeah, it would be nice, you know, cuz they they never really design any furniture specific for gamers, especially desks. Like it's I have the hardest time finding a good desk. So I'm I'm hoping that with between IKEA's customization and Ace's Republic of Gamers that we will get a very good customizable desk geared towards people with massive battle stations. Uh, right? And I'm so upset that in the room that I used to be in, I did not I barely had enough space for the desk that I currently have and now I have an entire room for my computer and I have this tiny desk and it's very painful. So you just need to I buy want, another desk like that and put it sideways. I need a deep computer. I need I desk. I need it to be like feet deep. I feel that. So, oh. It's not about the width. We're getting to do a new no, territory. It's we never about the girth. It's always about length. <laughs> <laughs> Tell us about American Girl, this abomination. Uh so American Girl has released a uh Pac-Man champion and video game girl American doll. And it's just one of the many ways that there's people are trying to capitalize on video games. And it uh, you know, I get what they're trying to do. They're trying to be progressive, they're trying to promote women in gaming. They even partnered with uh, who? Where is it? it's? Uh, I'm gonna find it. They've even partnered with uh, Girls Who Code, which is one of the premier uh, gaming yeah. non for profits uh, to help women get into you know coding, game development. So I respect them for what they're trying to do. The execution terrible. I want to cuss in so many absolute ways. This American girl. Brenda, doll, why don't you read us her bio? I don't even want to. Where is it? Let me it's go the find second, it. Second paragraph. Good lord, hold on. I can't. The creepiest. These are the creepiest faces ever. According to her official bio, Courtney Moore is growing up in California's San Fernando Valley. She's a total '80s girl whose favorite place is Smiley's Arcade because she loves playing video games. Courtney likes being in control of what happens, which isn't always the case in real life. She and her stepsister, Tina, don't always get along. And now that Courtney's mom is running for mayor, things are changing at home. It's a whole new game for Courtney, and she's figuring out the rules as she goes. She's also a Pac-Man champion that, uh, that wants to be a game developer that, uh, in the 80s, had a video game coding project because that was totally a thing in the 80s. What? Yeah. When computers were barely getting going. That's not a thing because Pac-Man was its own damn unit. Like, you didn't have a desktop that you worked off of. C++ hasn't been, like, really defined. Like, coding, anyways. Again, it, I, I understand what they're doing. I appreciate it. The execution just could have been a little bit better. Why they needed why? to go... Why, did, why this person had to be part of their historical series? Why they couldn't just do a modern 
gamer yeah, girl. Yeah, which and it's not, like because that would have been better. Because then they could have taken so they could have worked to try and redefine the gamer girl image from the currently yes from the yeah. hideous thing that it is right now. Which when you associate gamer girls, you think of only fans. You think of Belle Delphine. Like we need to re you know. Did you see? I don't know if you sent me this, but did you see that you can get a customized PC that's water cooled by Belle Delphine's bathwater? Oh yeah, Brandroid sent us that. It was in the it was in our Discord chat. I hated every oh, every ounce of it. Oh my god! It has terrible, terrible. it has terrible specs to begin with. Uh, that's fantastic. Apart from the bathwater that is cooling your system, gross. Oh, uh, so nasty. Developers from uh, several major studios have uh, announced their brand new studio, which is called Star Ward Star Ward Industries, and it's uh, their first game is coming out in 2021 called Invincible, and it is a first-person single-player sci-fi thriller set in a retro future timeline. Which it looks pretty cool. It's very War of the Worlds looking, and I'm kind of here for it. Like it looks like it could be fun. It does. It looks like a cartoony Fallout sort of new world type thing, and I like it. Yeah, and so it will be. It will be coming out to uh, Xbox ne- next gen Xbox, so Series X and S, uh, PlayStation Five, and PC on Steam. They already have the Steam listing up for it, so that is exciting to see. Uh, Fortnite is going to continue their concert series with their next guest, Anderson Pack. Uh, I don't know who Anderson Pack is, but uh, no idea. I kind of do like that they are doing these concerts, which is a little cool. But you know, the fact that it's Fortnite, not so much. It is a very cool concept. I will give them that, and it's it's definitely you can definitely create a different experience in a video game because you can create this whole virtual world for your right. concert. So you can do a lot of cool stuff like that first one they did with the Travis Scott. That was pretty cool. Yeah. But like then you put the fact that you're in Fortnite and your character it has just it was that yeah. So yeah. A cool concept, but uh that will happen on uh Oh, I guess it just happened Sunday. Happened today. Uh yeah. Well. So Whenever you're listening, Sunday. Yeah, but there'll they'll be repeats of it, so you can go check it out. Uh, Oculus is making lots of changes with the announcement of the Oculus Quest 2. They have made some major partnerships with uh, Ubisoft and have announced uh, Assassin's Creed and Splinter Cell will both be coming to the Oculus <clears throat> as exclusive games. And they had a whole bunch of other like partnerships uh, that they're working on. It's pretty pretty ambitious they're really trying to make a name for themselves uh in the vr universe which is pretty dominated by vibe and steam and you know maybe maybe we have to pick up an oculus quest i mean i don't like that i have to register it with my facebook account to play video games yeah i don't either but if i can play beat saber in any way shape or form and it's 299 like out of the box, like if that if if that's two ninety nine, like out of the box, I can play games like yeah, Beat Saber and all that. That's. that's I mean, we got to get you a a new PC, but if you your PlayStation will run it just fine. I wonder if they're gonna do if the PlayStation VR will be compatible 
with the PS5? That's a good question. That's a I feel like they would that, make it. That would be a good thing for them to maybe mention in a PlayStation 5 conference. Hey, you think maybe? Uh, recently, we talked about Rocket League transitioning over to Epic Games. Uh, well, now there's a bit of a kerfuffle. Uh, so when you go to launch uh, Rocket League on Steam, it uh, redirects you to the Epic launcher, which you have to sign in, make an account, and you have to uh, add friends on Epic, which is unfortunate. Uh, I definitely thought that this was just going to be more of a... Like... I thought it was going to be just you would you could keep playing on Steam because it's crossplay, but I don't like this kind of being forced to go from one game client to another game client, especially it when makes- it's especially when it's not that company's game client. Like I can I don't like it, but I can understand like if I launch Rainbow Six and going to Ubisoft's client, you know, working through that. I can understand that. It's Ubisoft's game. They want, you know, their little their little client to be a part of it. But yeah, going from Steam to Epic and having to use Epic is uh I don't like that. That might be the end of Rocket League for me. I mean, did you play it to begin with? Oh yeah, I love Rocket League. It was so much fun. Oh my goodness. Yeah, no, I didn't really play Rocket League. It's because you don't have but... friends. <laughs> this guy. <laughs> It's definitely it's definitely a game you fire up with the boys. You put together a squad and you get on there and <laughs> stop. Once again, I am glad we don't televise the uh, video. <laughs> uh, yeah, it was it was a fun game. It I I definitely did not continue playing it. Uh, it was it I would say it was like Fall Guys, where it was really hot for a minute. Everybody was playing it. It was like the fun game to sit down and play with your friends or even jump online and play. But it it faded pretty quick for most people. It still has a decent following. I mean, there was a professional league. But if I see, I don't know either. If I see another meme about Fall Guys or Among Us, if I see another Among Us meme, I'm going to lose it. I actually am. It's pretty out of control. Uh, Nintendo announced that they're officially discontinuing the 3DS no real surprise after its nine-year run and more than 75 million units sold. Uh, it kind of, it just seems the natural way with the Nintendo Switch. I mean, and now, Switch, yeah. Yeah, now them having the Switch Lite, which is, you know, only, you know, 200 bucks, which that was the 3DS at that point. So, makes total sense. Uh, J.K. Rowling is not involved in any way with the new Harry Potter video game, Warner Brothers, and the developers behind uh, Hogwarts Legacy have been very clear that she is not associated with this game. However, it does take place in the universe she created. So that's good to see because J.K. Rowling is uh, she's losing it. She fallen off. Yeah. She fallen off the loony wagon. I you know what? It's I guarantee the royalties were changing and maybe I don't know why. She decided to do the things that she did, but before there were hints of people being gay, like Dumbledore and whatnot, there were hints and already things inside the series. Should have just left it at that. Should have actually never said anything about it and just let the fandom be the fandom. Yeah, the fandom but will no. do whatever they want. The fandom will make will make characters 
whatever they want them to be. I mean, the Rule 34, we've gone in too far on certain series. I once I was once messing ar- I was once messing around with people cuz I am one of the cuz admin, I can I'm one of the few people that has roles that can send uh text to talk messages. And so I was messing around uh with some people and I copied a paragraph of some Harry Potter erotica and pasted it in the text to talk. <laughs> it was so funny. Oh my god. Could you imagine? It would take like a line or two. It would take at least one line for you to start understanding. It was it was it started off very mild and then when it went to like I think the I think the line where it really started escalating was uh was uh Harry was staring at Hermione's rump. It said rump. That's why it stakes out so clearly in my head. And I was like, oh, and then it just it just took off from there just took off or just fell burned to the ground both uh so i'm excited i'm i'm interested to see how this harry potter legacy game will be i need to see gameplay to see how they're gonna work everything out it slightly reminds me of like a very pg rudimentary dark souls and so if it's anything like that i could see it being super cool uh, Disney has cast She-Hulk uh, for an upcoming Disney Plus series, and they cast Tatiana uh, Malzani. I know I'm pronouncing her name wrong, but she is the uh, former star of the big popular show Orphan Black. I I think I need to see, you know, the cast. It's, she's definitely a good actress. She won lots of awards for Orphan Black. She's pretty cute looking, uh, but I want to see, I need to see how she looks as She-Hulk. Her current, hair, I mean, her current haircut is not good, though. We, yeah, we I don't know discussion. about that. We did have this discussion. This is where that's where the tangents started. But I mean, it, her facial structure actually looks fairly similar to the comic, and I could see it working. But why the hell didn't we get like a really just buff, massive chick? Hey, Brenda, do like, you want to be She-Hulk? I mean, I need to gain like <laughs> ten pounds. Oh my God, Jamie. I'm 127. I think that's the lowest oh. you've ever been in a long time. It's been it's the lowest I've been in like f- three years. Yeah, since I've known you. Yeah. It's bad. Quarantine. Anyway, I know. So, yeah, like let's get some huge, very muscular chicken here. Why not? It's She-Hulk. If you have any opportunity to get like a just jacked chick in there, this is the time to do like, it. Like I'm sure they're going to put her with a trainer and get her get her jacked. Just how they put I mean, I love Gal Gadot, don't get me wrong. Just how they put Gal Gadot with a trainer, I mean she's a damn twig. She's beautiful and she's super tall and very skinny. But at least but Ta- is- at least Tatiana's pretty curvy. Like she's you know, she's yes. not she-Hulk is curvy. I mean, so is Wonder Woman. Let's be honest here. I mean, they drew the crap out of Wonder Woman. Like, she is curvy and muscular like crazy, but She-Hulk is Hulk. Like, I, d- I definitely think if they were going to do She-Hulk, they should have expanded their casting branch. Maybe maybe even looked up some CrossFit chicks, like to see if maybe some CrossFit women could act. Against, by the way, second in the games, if you want to know that. She got second in the qualifying rounds. A lot of people who aren't competing, though, so 
No, actually, every, this is a conversation for later. Anyways, yeah. we like the CrossFit. Yes. Uh, there is a new Johnny Silverhand statue. Uh, it is 13.3 inches tall with a full LCD panel speaker system that will play the exclusive cyberpunk soundtrack. And the screen is also loaded with various media and screensavers from the cyberpunk game that will play uh, and rotate. And uh, you can pick up this very well-designed, beautiful statue for the low price of $900. You know, I want to do it. I really do. If I had the money, if, if it was, I think I said this before, $500, I would probably do it. But also, I know the media that they preloaded it on was that gift that you got if you downloaded whatever, the digital media. I guarantee I'm sure we'll have other things, other things from in-game. Probably. But yeah, I mean, it's it's a little out of my price range. (laughs) Just a little. I don't have an extra $900 laying around. If you also order it uh, through Pure Arts, who is making the statue, you will get a Johnny Silverhand dog tag necklace, like the actual, his actual dog tag necklace. That you can I don't know if that makes it more appealing for me. I feel like this stupid ass little, damn it. This stupid little necklace is not going to make me want to buy this $900. I mean, that's pretty big. It's a foot. It's just over a foot tall. You know, I haven't cussed at all, and you've cussed like four times, Twice. but I can already count. Twice. Twice. Uh, t- if you count, so, damn, we're going to... So, uh, we all know the Donald has banned uh, TikTok and WeChat, which is uh, Tencent uh, companies from the U.S. Uh, well, he's not stopping there. He wants Tencent gone for good, and so his next target is any video game company that Tencent has a share in. That they, uh, the Treasury Department, Treasury slash Justice Department has uh, issued uh, CIFIS documents, which are like basically like Treasury Department search warrants. They're like notifications that they're going to be conducting an investigation and they want you to make uh, your financials available to them for them to go through and then they'll, you know, audit stuff. Uh, and so they want basically the ultimate goal is to get Tencent divested out of all these companies and basically out, which, you know, I'm here for it. Tencent is uh, Satan, but uh, I don't know if it's actually practical or possible uh, or legal for that matter. But, uh, you know. Yeah, you run into problems where if they do, we were talking about this earlier, if they do get Tencent out of that company, they have to be paid out of their shares. Yeah, Tencent owns some of these companies. And then when yeah. you like when you look at companies like Riot Games where Tencent actually owns the company, like what do you what do you do there? You're just like, hey, you know, we're we're Audi. Or is the yeah. US government gonna divest them? Like are we just gonna give Tencent twenty two billion dollars and be like GTFO? Yeah. By the way, by the way, they estimated that off of the American market and what they own in video games, they get twenty two billion dollars, which is a grand total of 7% of their total earnings. Fun stuff. Fun stuff. We could rant about Tencent for a while, but we're not going to. Uh, I already did earlier. I got my fill out. I know. the And it's never, it wasn't even like it was very intelligent. It was just us ranting. Uh, 
Disintegration, which was a uh, shooter created by one of the heads of Halo. Uh, it was like this weird like RPG, like RTS, FPS uh, combo shooter. It had a single player game and a multiplayer component. Uh, the single player was pretty well received, but the multiplayer just failed to take off at all. So they are beginning the full shutdown of their multiplayer. They've removed the in-game store, and it will conclude with the full removal of multiplayer on November 17th. Uh, the game will still be available for purchase, You can, and the single-player campaign will be unaffected. But uh, it's always tough to see when a game just doesn't uh, doesn't hit the mark, and they have to roll it back. But uh, he was very fond of robots and jackets. There's lots of robots and jackets. It's an interesting combination. I like robots and jackets. So I put robots and jackets. I mean, have you ever seen a robot wearing a jacket? No, you haven't. So how do you know? Riffy. What do you mean, Chappie? I've watched Chappie with Diane Ward. He never so wore good. a jacket. Didn't he? I'm pretty sure he wore chains and a jacket. Yeah, he wore chains. He didn't wear a jacket. He would have looked spiffy in a jacket. He would have. He would have robot in a jacket. See, I'm telling you. Uh, we also had Night City Wire episode three. And again, there wasn't like, it's mostly just lore they're really telling us at this point. Not so much like content. So the biggest focus of this Night City Wire was all of the gangs that are in Night City, which between the gangs and the corporations, that's some of the two biggest things in cyberpunk is they're always warring with each other and within themselves. And so they talked about how you can interact with all the different gangs, uh, how your your decisions can have short-term or long-term consequences. So you want to choose your friends wisely. Uh, so some of the games they listed were the Cyberware Harvesting Scavs, the Chrome Sucking Maelstrom, the Honor Focused Valentinos, the Second Amendment Obsessed Sixth Street Gang, the Mysterious Voodoo Boys, and the Absolute Unit Animals, as well as the Black Market Bargaining Tiger Claws, and the female-focused Moxies, or Moxes. There's no I in there. That would be Moxies, Moxes. So, uh, as you traverse Night City, protect your neck. All right. I mean, this is the way to do it, I think. For a game to say, they hyped it up obviously with their promos releasing johnny silverhand and that's keanu reeves and then building everything up we have these great people that you like showing all of the gameplay showing all of the factions showing night city and seeing what it is we know what this game is but they can release lore and they can release little tidbits afterwards that keep us excited and engaged not random little bits of gameplay or random little bits of this tiny function give us the entire game let us see what it is and then you can fill our excitement with this lore which is the way to do it anyways i do i am concerned though how so because the fact that the minimum requirements for this and the recommended requirements my graphics card is very close to the recommended which i like to be way above recommended and i fear i mean how do you think i feel i am like I at recommended you are at recommended so it's this is not good uh yeah so they released these specs and the uh recommended specs which is the one to focus on 
Windows 10, for, this is for PC, uh, Windows 10, uh, Intel i7 or AMD Risen 3. I got an AMD Risen 5, so I'm good to go there. Uh, memory, 12 gigabytes of RAM. I got 16, good to go there. Uh, NVIDIA GeForce GTX 1066 gigabyte. That's exactly what I have. Or AMD Radeon R9 Fury or higher. Uh, DirectX 12 and 70 gigs of storage. The 70 gigs of storage is very nice considering that's a third of the size of Call of Duty Modern Warfare. Ridiculous. Absolutely ridiculous. Also, what is this? Who has 12 gigs of RAM? A lot of people do. It's, that's random. It's very common in pre-built systems. They do so they random. do do 8, 12. And so they'll do like either a stick of 8 and a stick of 4. Or they'll do like three sticks of four. Yeah. My OCD is just off the charts with that. Or they do two sticks of four and two sticks of two. They can do all sorts of things. Uh. But that's going to do it for this week. Uh, upcoming game releases. Last week we had uh, Crisis Remastered, Earth Defense Force 5, Super Mario All-Stars 3D, and WWE 2K Battlegrounds. This coming week we have the Goose t- Untitled Goose Game coming to Steam as well as its co-op update. We have Serious Sam 4. We have Troll Hunters, Defenders of Arcadia, and Mafia Definitive Edition. So as always, you know, check the website. That's kind of the hub for everything if you want to keep up with what's going on with us and figure out where we are at. Uh, we're always, we're working on the YouTube now. That's the next big thing. Um, we've got kind of a secret project that we've been we've been talking about the past week. So uh, we're not gonna sh- we're not sharing anything about that, but we just want to let you know that there's something in the works. So uh, you know, uh, buckle your pants, and uh, as always, thanks. Please for- keep them buckled. Don't ever unbuckle them. We're as always, thank you for listening to the show, and thank you to all those who listen uh, internationally. You guys are absolutely awesome. We were uh, we hit number one in video game podcasts today in the Dominican Republic. We were number six in leisure podcasts. And we were like number 100 in all podcasts in the Dominican Republic. So popping off in the DR, you like to see it. And then, uh, you know, Ireland, we're always trending in Ireland. Why? So I do not know. I love it. Because we're I'm, the best. The Irish are our people. This is, the, I mean, your people for damn sure. And I will back the crap out of it. So thank you always to uh, our listeners. You guys are awesome. And uh, thank you to those who support us the extra mile on Patreon. Dr. Brandroid, Durka, Poolfire93, Miller, Cyber Shorty, and Old Street Dog. You guys are awesome. Uh, you can follow us on social media. We're all over the place. Best place to find us, though, is our website, DL Gaming News, that has links to actually everything. And then uh, our Discord is also on there. That's our like community center. We have links. We ha- you can chat with other listeners. You can play games with all of us. It's the place to be. But if you do want to follow us on Instagram, you can find us individually at deal underscore Jameson. And at deal underscore Mother Goose. And that'll do it. Good luck. Have fun, everybody. And remember, keep your goose loose. Hey Guardians, we are the Destiny Show Podcast, a weekly podcast about all things Destiny 2. We invite amazing guests from the Destiny community to share their stories and discuss the latest topics from the world of Destiny. 
Check us out on Apple, Google, Spotify, Stitcher, or live on Twitch every Thursday night at 7 p.m. Eastern, 4 p.m. Pacific. We will see you starside. Are you into the cyberpunk tabletop games or excited for Cyberpunk 2077? Are you looking to brush up on the lore, stay up on all the latest news, and talk about the game when it comes out? Check out the Cyberpunk Lorecast, a show from Robots Radio with me, your host, Robots. We'll go over all the details you need to know about the world, characters, and story of Cyberpunk. Available on iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, and anywhere else you get your podcasts.